Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. One of my favorite players that was added late last year, defensive tackle T.Y. McGill. Um, veteran, journeyman. Brings a lot of experience to the 49ers and showed that last year. Literally signed off the street and playing lots of snaps within a week. Now, he is 30 years old and has been around the league for a long time. We'll go through some of the transactions, and it's almost comical a point how much he has been around the league. But he finds a home here with the 49ers that I think is fitting. Now he's at number 58. That's where we have him on this roster countdown. 53 make the roster. We're getting into these guys that are veteran-type players that will play a significant role, but it's a coin flip if they make the initial 53 or not. Now, just because Ty McGill might not make the 53-man roster does not mean he will not be a factor for the 49ers or another team um, that is perhaps going through some defensive tackle. Um, it just injuries, whatever else. But depth is needed here. Shout out to the man, Josh, the 49ers guru, for all the background research on this. Now, Ty McGill wears jersey number 96, and he's interesting. Six foot 295. He's almost an identical height and weight of Javon Hargrave. Undersized, shorter, plays with great leverage, not your massive human being like you have in a Javon Kinlaw or Eric Armstead or even DeForest Buckner. Small, powerhouse, compact. That's what he brings. 33 and 30. Three-quarter inch arms, long arms, four nine six forty. Like the dude can move, explosive, change the direction. He had a seven point oh oh three cone. That's better than a lot of wide receivers. So you've got this really tight, compact, explosive frame. Age, yeah, his tape has gone down considerably. He's thirty years old. Let's be real. He's got a lot of miles on the engine, but. He still has a role to play in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. 25 bench press reps at 225 pounds. That's impressive. Now, he was an undrafted free agent coming out of NC State. This is his eighth NFL season. Grew up in Georgia. Um, Wayne County High School, which is in Jessup, Georgia, which is southwest of Savannah. Um, Yeah, good food down there. Good food down there. Now, he was captain of both his high school football team and basketball team at Wayne County High School. Now, that was a little while ago, um, a little over 10, 12 years ago now with college and all that stuff. But, you know, he came out all regional selection his junior, senior year of high school. Um, You know, he did a lot to qualify to where he went, goes to NC State. You know, you check his Twitter or his, his Instagram, 
still very adamant about uh, NC State and follows it very, very closely. And that's kind of the number one thing he talks about is his NC State guys. And it makes sense. Whenever you look at his NFL ties, kind of hard to have allegiance <laughs> to an NFL team when he's just been with so many of these. He was an undrafted free agent for the Seattle Seahawks. Goes to the Colts for two years, Browns for a year, Eagles. He's been on the Eagles twice, 2018, then in 2020. Interesting enough, he was teammates. He backed up Javon Hargrave and Hassan Ridgeway, who's now gone for the 49ers. So there's some ties there. Chargers for two years, Vikings for a year, and now the 49ers, which this will be his second year. Um, you know, just and last year he came in. We we had all those injuries at the defensive tackle position. You picked him up after scrap scrap heap, very similar to what the Niners did with Tayshawn Gibson on the back end of the defense. They did the same thing with Ty McGill, uh, T.Y. McGill on the front. And, you know, penetrating defensive tackle, more of a disruptor than a playmaker, but gave us some really good snaps. Now, if we look at his, let's back up, let's look at his entire NFL collective stats they're not the most impressive. Remember, this is his eighth NFL season. 43 career tackles, five and a half career sacks, 10 tackles for loss, 23 pressures. Uh, sorry, 23 quarterback hits. That's probably his best metric. Three pass breakups, one forced fumble, one safety. He's got three tackles in four postseason games. He's a role player that's going to be on the back end of your defensive tackle depth chart that can give you meaningful snaps on long drives or penalty-ridden drives that are going to get you know that 12-13 play. He can come in and get you some good snaps. Now, let's just look at 2022. He played 216 defensive snaps for the 49ers. 11 pressures, no sacks. Two quarterback hits, nine hurries. Not bad. Um, 11 tackles for us last year. Four missed tackles which is really, really not good. Especially with somebody with long arms and that strong upper body, you don't expect that. And it was a little bit of an anomaly for his career. He finished with a 26% missed tackle percentage last year. That's one of the things that's got to get fixed. Eight solo stops, that's good. Did have two penalties. Now his PFF scores, not great. 45 defensive overall grade, 48 against the run. 27 tackling, that's the red flag, 55.5 pass rush, 59.5 coverage. They had the big man dropping into some zone drops. If he can fix his tackling and just kind of stay where he is, he's an NFL player that can get you snaps. Do the 49ers want T.Y. McGill to get 200-plus snaps? No. But if you got him about 120 snaps with some special teams work and fills in whenever there's some injuries or somebody's banged up, that's what you want with him. And that's kind of who he's been for his entire career. The most snaps that McGill has ever had in his entire career was in 2016 with the Colts. I think that was his sophomore, his sophomore year. 302 snaps. That's just kind of what it is. Now, whenever I say he's a journeyman, I know I listed all the teams he's played for. But shout out to Josh. He went through every single transaction that he's officially had in the NFL. 105 career transactions in the NFL for McGill. That's crazy. Talk about the definition of an NFL journeyman. And the fact that he was undrafted, you know, he never got that big payday. The Niners brought him in this year. One year, $1.1 million deal, 400000 guaranteed. Now, what's that say? 
it says that, man, this is a coin flip player to make the 53. If there is one issue, one injury on the defensive tackle spot, this dude's making the roster. But if everybody stays healthy, he's battling out for that last spot. Now, his career earnings, again, 105 transactions, he's made $4.1 million in his entire NFL career. No starts. He's never started a game. 55 career games played in, however. Um, and so, uh, what's the projection? What are the 49ers going to do at defensive tackle? Last year, they switched halfway through the season. Really, for the past three or four seasons, they've been keeping five defensive tackles and six edge players. They flipped it. They healthy scratched Drake Jackson, and then they went to six defensive tackles because of all the injuries. Javon Kinlaw, you know, you can go on and on and on. Maurice Hurst, whatever. So they decided to bolster the interior and keep six defensive tackles. Are they going to do that again this year? I don't know. Because let's look at the defensive tackle depth chart, which, and I've said this a lot this year, I truly believe that defensive tackle is the best positional unit that the 49ers have and could be, you know, definitely top three in the NFL. There's some other good groups out there, but none better than the Niners. If you don't have the Niners one, that's okay. You definitely have them top three. I don't care who you are. You look at your starters. You bring in Javon Hargrave. You pay him $21 million a year, double-digit sacks last year. Incredible. You pair him up with Eric Armstead, who's just Mr. Do-It-All, um, just such a solid player against the run, pass, whatever you want. Were the sack numbers what you wanted? No, but go watch the playoffs. He had the most sacks in the playoffs for the 49ers that weren't even close. Um, you go back to the playoffs in 2021, guess who was the best defensive player? Eric Armstead. The dude shows up, battled a little bit of injuries last year. Dude just shows up when it matters. Now, behind them, here's what's crazy. These guys were... Basically, starters last year, Javon Kinlaw was supposed to be the starter, got banged up, struggled. Kevin Givens was the actual starter week one. He was our starting defensive tackle. Now he's number four or three on the depth chart, depending on how you you word it. Then I think all four of those guys are locks. Kinlaw's not going anywhere because rookie contract, you don't get anything if you cut him. I think he means more to the 49ers than he would another team. He's got to kind of prove it. Kinlaw's not going anywhere. Now, those are the four. So if the Niners only keep five, that means one of the following is going to make it. Kalia Davis, six-round draft pick last year. You know, they put him on the medical red shirt. He's back, penetrating dude, exciting player. They're going to give him a chance. T.Y. McGill, undrafted free agent, Spencer w- uh, Waggy. We did a whole episode on him. Alex Barrett, been with the Niners forever. And then even Kerry Hyder, who the Niners pushed inside last year, even though he was a career edge guy. Where's he going to be this year? So if the Niners are keeping five defensive tackles, you've got four dudes, maybe five, fighting for one spot. If they keep six, now you got a 50-50 shot. I like this guy. Great depth player. I do not think that it's probably feasible that he makes this roster and stays on it all year. I mean, he's got 105 career transactions. He's 30 years old. There's going to be some bouncing up and down. But I'm excited. I'm glad that he is here. Just more depth to a great position. And I'm excited to see what he can bring. Because what makes the 49ers defense so great, and there's a lot of things we could spend an hour talking about that, the depth that they have up front allows your linebackers to be what they are. And they are the best in the NFL. So for T.Y. McGill, 
Excited to see what he can do in his age 30 season. Hopefully he doesn't have two more, too many more transactions and we just keep them. But we'll see what we got. And for us, we'll just keep counting them down. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. One of the biggest risers from last year's roster countdown to this year's 2023, linebacker Curtis Robinson. He was number 85 last year. We were off. We were wrong. Um, the 49ers were much higher on him, so much so he made the initial 53-man uh, roster, then went on IR. We'll go through that whole journey. Only showed up in three games. But we have him number 57. So quite the jump, um, absolutely incredible performer as far as athleticism and what he brings to the table. This guy is level 10 athleticism, level 10 intelligence, level 10 work ethic. That's what it is. And as he his time with the 49ers became more and more in depth, it was just pretty easy to see why the 49ers like this guy. Shout out to Josh, the 49ers guru, for setting up this entire episode, doing all the research. So Curtis Robinson wears number 59. Now he, he is huge. 6'3", 235, so he's in the 90th percentile of NFL linebackers. 31 and 5'8 inch arms, shorter arms, that's not good. 25 years old, he ran a 4'6", flat 40, that's top 80%. Um, Seven second three cone, pretty solid, and a 37 and a half inch vertical. That's top 85% tile of all NFL linebackers. Now, you plug in his measurements into mock draftable. Listen to this he is a 98.6% match with Fred Warner. Um, it just makes sense. And that is the exact role that they want for Curtis Robinson. Special teams for sure. But he is the replacement backup, break case, Blake Glass in case of emergency guy for Fred Warner. Now, he's got some competition for that spot. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I want to focus on who is Curtis Robinson? How did he get to the spot that he is today? Now, he's born near San Francisco, but moved to Southern California for school, went to the famous Mater Day High School in Santa Ana, California, and was just one of the best players in the, the state, five-star recruit, eventually chose Stanford, 
And, you know, you look at just what he was able to accomplish, you know, all-state linebacker, state of California, first-team all-state selection, L.A. Times, all-area pick as a senior, all those things. Now, whenever he was choosing a college, he had his pick. He could have went to any school, USC. Literally, this kid picked his school. He chose Stanford. And when choosing his college offer, he said his first priority, which colleges, was the best academics, then football second. This kid graduated high school with a 4.1 GPA on a 4.0 scale. Um, Just lights out intelligence, which just makes sense. Goes to college, awesome. Won the Jack Hudson Award, uh, most aggressive player on the team. Won the Al Masters Award at Stanford, the highest award for campus athletics, leadership, and academics. I mean, he's just got kind of everything up here. Now... He's an undrafted free agent. He didn't get drafted. He went to the Broncos, Um, you know, kind of on and off with the Broncos. Then they had him on his practice squad, and the Niners swiped him, took him away from the Broncos. And, again, he made the initial 53-man roster last year but was put on IR immediately for a high ankle sprain that he got in the final, the finale preseason game in 2022. Now, here's what's crazy to me. He makes the roster, which I did not expect, counted against one of the 53. Him and Jimmy Ward, who both got hurt in that um, during you know training camp and whatever else, they put Jimmy Ward and Curtis on Curtis Robinson on IR. They elevate Tyler Croft and Justin Willis, and then eventually they bring back um, Curtis Robinson after his injury heals, and he plays three games. Uh, he missed weeks one through five. He comes back weeks six, seven, eight. Played 36 special team snaps, then went right back on IR, and they stashed him there for the rest of the year. They're high on this kid. How high? I don't know. You know, you look at his stats. He's got six tackles, one quarterback hit. Didn't really play very much. Um, You look at his contract. He's got a $940,000 one-year deal with no guarantees. And there's some competition for that spot behind Fred Warner. There's no doubt about it. Now, special teams, he's great. He he seems like they it seems like the Niners want him to be a special team starter. He just couldn't stay healthy. Now, the film, man, it athleticism jumps off the charts. It shows on every single play. He's a tackling machine. You go back to his college tape, led Stanford in tackles, averaged eight tackles a game for the entire year. Now, those are the good. Struggles to flow through traffic. Um Gets stuck on blockers too often. Seems like he doesn't have the elite feel or instincts that you want with a Mike Backer. Now he's good in coverage. The athleticism length shows. Um, Smart as hell. The kid works really, really hard. Shows that he loves the game. Shows that he puts it all out there. He's just got to step up with his knowledge of the game or feel of the game, which is difficult, but with somebody as smart and determined as he is, the athleticism's not holding him back. I think just being in that linebacker room is going to benefit him. The only question is this. How long does he have to learn? The Niners don't have a lot of patience here because there's a lot of guys fighting for this spot. If we look at the linebacker depth chart, Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, both top, I'd say top six linebackers in the NFL. Okay. Elite Fred Warner, or, you know, Greenlaw signed through 2024. Don't have to worry about that. Now, the Sam, the number three spot, I think Oren Burks is going to start there early. Aziz left. I think Oren Burks steps into that role. Now, there is now at least one backup for each linebacker spot. 
and it seems like the 49ers are specializing in their backups at the linebacker room. You've got D. Winters, who they drafted. He's the backup Greenlaw. Him and Greenlaw are identical. Height, weight, speed, all those things. And he's already taken Will Snaps there. Jalen Graham, who they drafted in the seventh round, guess what? He's fighting for that Sam spot with Burks, which leaves Curtis Robinson. He is the backup for Fred Warner, but he's not alone. Marcelino McCrary Ball, who the Niners are so high on, he was the highest guaranteed money undrafted free agent last year. So you've got Curtis Robinson and Marcelino McCrary Ball. They're fighting for that backup spot. No way both make this roster, but I do think one will. Can the Niners keep six linebackers? I think they can if they all play special teams, those backups. So D. Winters, Jalen Graham, and then Marcelino McCurry Ball or Curtis Robinson, they can. And then you got DFF, which makes it even trickier. I, I think he's a special teams player only. I know he's got the linebacker tag. But as far as a true linebacker, I don't even think DFF is going to be involved. He'll, he'll take part in drills and whatever else. But Curtis Robinson has a legit spot to beat out Marcelino McCurry Ball. It's one of the most fun and competitive, you know, position battles we'll see. Now, ideally, this shouldn't matter. Fred Warner's the guy, but people get hurt in the NFL. And if, you know, in the past, whenever Fred did miss time, which didn't happen often, Aziz stepped into that mic role, and then they brought in an additional Sam. They do not have that on this roster. It is Fred Warner at Mike, Dre Greenlaw at Will, Oren Burks at Sam. There's not a really a two-way player there that could step in at that quality. So one of those guys has to step up. We'll see how it goes. Excited to see what Curtis Robinson could bring. And again, if you want to know, like, man, why should I care? Athleticism off the charts, intelligence off the charts, work ethic off the charts. I'm willing to bet on a guy like that. So I'm hoping Curtis Robinson can hang around and just get a little bit more playing time and just stay healthy. So for us, we'll just keep counting them down here. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Quantrez Knight, by far one of my favorite players. You know, last year's undrafted free agent class, there were two guys that just stood out clearly to me. Um, Jordan Mason, the running back, he had his opportunity to flash because of injuries. And then on the defensive side, Quantrez Knight, Q Knight, Trez, Quan, whatever you want to call him. Dude is energetic as all get out. And when it, it, it's very rare that you get players' personalities that are so I don't I, influential, um, and that translates to the tape. And you can see players' personality on the All-22. That's rare. Quantrez Knight has that. Now, the issue with Quantrez Knight, he just needs a spot. That's it. He just needs a spot. It, 
dominated in camp, was, you know, led the team in interceptions last year in training camp. He goes, you know, the the joint practices with Minnesota, gets a pick, it, it plays incredible, all freaking preseason. Just hasn't got a shot yet. Um, the depth chart is his biggest nemesis. So let's go through. Um, let's learn a little bit about this player that I'm just – we had him number 82 last year, okay? He's 56 now. We haven't seen him in the regular season. Why would he jump so much? The film, the analytics, the personality, who he is on and off the field, which we're going to jump into. And I think whenever you walk away from today's show, you're going to realize, like, preseason, you watch number 43. When 43 is on the field, watch him. Just trust me, and you're going to walk away with a smile on your face. Now, I want to give credit to Josh, the 49ers guru, background research on today's episode as we get to know Quantrez Knight. So, who is this kid? He wears jersey number 43. He's a nickel slash outside slash safety guy. I think nickel's his best spot, but safety, I think he could play there too. Outside corner, though, you look at his metrics, six foot 200. What have I said like 50 times? What is the ideal height and weight for a 49ers defensive back? Six foot 200 pounds. This dude is the Madden created character whenever it comes to those traits. Now, arm length, 29 and three quarter inch arms. That's a huge issue playing outside corner. Doesn't mean he can't do it. Just means several teams. This is probably the main reason why he was an undrafted free agent. If you're a traits specific team, especially at the cornerback position, that's an issue. He's going to be 25 years old this year, ran a 4.6140, not ideal, a little bit slower than most. Um, 7.13 cone, that's pretty good shiftiness. 34-inch vertical, okay. 9-foot-8 broad jump, that's all right. And so he's entering into his second season, and again, the traits aren't elite. The height and weight is, but the arm length, the speed, all that stuff, that's not what makes him what he is. And whenever you watch the tape, those aren't the things that flash. What flash are instincts, attitude, perseverance, and just willingness to always do what needs to be done. Now, he grew up in Maryland, played at Gadsden County High School for the Jaguars, and he has traveled considerably. Um, you know, he committed to Maryland and then... He went to Kent State, integrated studies degree at Kent State there, got his master's in education at UCLA, communications and transformative coaching and leadership. Now he's currently working on his graduate school at University of Cal. This kid checked the boxes as far as intelligence goes. He's top of the crop, man, um, and he's won awards for such things as well. But began his career at Maryland, transferred to Kent State after three seasons in Maryland. Then after one season at Kent State, went to UCLA, where he was with Chip Kelly. Um, and he credits Chip Kelly, which I know the Niners usually look at him in a negative light for sure. But he said, you know, Chip Kelly taught him what it meant to actually be a professional in this game um, and what that looks like and his practices. And he's been able to incorporate that. And I, I think he's a locker room guy. Again, if, if you want to know... What Quantrez Knight means to the 49ers, he was the practice squad player of the year. Um, him and Jason Poe on the offensive side, practice squad players of the year. Showed up, did their job. Were they out there on the field on Sundays? No, but he's the type of guy that's going to give the offense looks that they need to improve. And so Kyle Shanahan, I can guarantee you, loves this dude. I mean, he is just – he's so fun. Now, we go back to – what he's accomplished just with, you know, uh, all of his stuff from, you know, 
high school to college and all that stuff. He was a three-time all-county performer. Um, he was named the Robert Jackson Player of the Year as a junior when he passed. That's right. He played quarterback in high school, passed for 1,700 yards, 11 touchdowns, also ran for over 504 touchdowns. In addition, on the defensive side, 38 tackles, three interceptions, 12 pass breakups. That was one year. <laughs> I mean, it, it's – He's just a football player who happens to play defensive back. Um, he was coached by Corey Fuller, the NFL former player, um, and his father is a correctional officer, and he credits uh, you know, just the discipline and waking up early and always being consistent with all those things to his dad, uh, just watching his work ethic, which I think is really, really important. And you, know, you go to his time, Pac-12 honor roll. He won the Jerry Long Award at UCLA which goes to the player with the most heart. Um, and you just listen to him talk. There's, you know, the 49ers put out, they went to one of the soccer games. I don't know the team exactly, and I apologize about that. But um, j just type in Quantrez Night 49ers, and the video pulls up on YouTube, and you can see his personality around his teammates. Everybody just flocks to this guy. It, you know, the best thing that I, the closest I've come to, explaining like Quantrez's attitude. He reminds me so much of Chad Ochocinco without all the jokes and without the kind of like, you know, goofing around stuff. But like he's that type of gravity type personality. Um, a, a athletic director's honor roll in 2021 at UCLA. I mean, the dude's got it. So he, t he started 12 games his last year at UCLA at the nickel position, which I think – is probably the cleanest route or the best position for him in the NFL. Um, and he's just a fan favorite already. And what he did in camp last year was awesome. Play style, love for the game, fits everything that the 49ers are all about. Now, if we look at Quantrez's collective college stats, you know, through his three locations, Maryland, Kent State, and UCLA, 219 tackles, 25 tackles for loss. Nickel blitz, if you want a nickel blitzer, Quantrez Knight is the ideal build and makeup and attitude that you want. He plays behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, he led UCLA in tackles and tackle for losses as a nickel. <laughs> Five career sacks, seven pass breakups, one fumble um, re recovered, two forced fumbles, one touchdown. Now, what's weird is that he had zero college interceptions, which would say, man, ball skills just not his thing. But you go watch him in training camp. He led the team in picks in team drills. He goes against the Vikings and gets an interception in 11-11 full pad joint practices. So small window in the NFL for sure. I understand that. And he hasn't done it in a game yet. But, man, it, the way you practice is the way you play. Now, the film that we have on him, which, hey, we got 57 defensive snaps and nine special team snaps in the preseason. Here's what jumped out to me. Instincts, reactions, J jump off tape. Loves to hit, plays physical every single way as a defensive back um, throughout the route, taking on blocks, contact. He's not a guy that wants to watch the pile, which is rare for defensive backs. Top end speed's a concern. We said that 4-6-140, it's not the end of the world, but in the slot position or a safety, I think that's where it's going to kind of keep him. And he just has the it factor for toughness. That's just what it is. He said... He was asked in a podcast, I forget the name of it, um, it was a UCLA podcast, but he was asked, like, what is it that makes you different? And he said, toughness and overcoming adversity. And that's what he's doing now. You know, He's buried on the depth chart. 
let's just be very, very honest. He is buried on this step chart. But every opportunity that he has had, he has come through. You look at the three preseason games, 59 snaps, he did not allow one catch. Shout out to Jordan Elliott for finding that one. A 39.6 NFL rating when targeted. I know it's a small sample size, but he's showing. His PFF scores um, in those three preseason games last year, 63.6 on defense overall, decent. 56.6 run, that could be better. He had one missed tackle. 53.4 tackling and a 64.1 coverage. Those are not terrible numbers for an undrafted free agent in the first preseason but the thing that was incredible he had five solo stops in the preseason on just six tackles which tells you this dude can do his damn job in the run game that is checked off the box again 49ers practice squad player of the year him and jason poe now let's talk about the nickel depth chart because i think that's his clearest path to playing time but when the Niners went out and paid to get Isaiah Oliver, that bumped him off the 53. We have him here at 56. And so is he going to make that initial 53-man roster? I don't know. I want him to. He just needs a chance. But the numbers would say no because you got Isaiah Oliver starting. Samuel Womack is starting all three corner spots. or He's the backup for all three corner spots currently. And then Quantrez Knight. So if there's an injury to any corner – then I think that bumps him up because Samuel won't listen. If an outside corner went down, Samuel Womack would probably go start there. Quantrez Knight would then be the backup to the slot position. I don't know if they want Quantrez Knight to start on the outside. I just, they might, but I, Nickel seems to be the spot. He could also be involved in the safety depth chart, but he'd be even more behind the eight ball there. So he just needs a shot. That's it. Not that we're hoping for injuries ever for any team. Not even. I don't even want injuries for the Dallas Cowboys, and I hate them. That's not what we're saying here. But when you look at the pathway to playing time, it's going to take a little bit more time for Quantrez Knight to get his shot. But once he does, I'm telling you right now, when preseason tape is on and we're watching that, watch number 43. That's what he wears. He's number 56 for us, one of the biggest risers of the year, and he's going to be around for a while. Excited to see what this kid can do. Just needs his shot. It's going to do it for us today. We'll just keep counting them down here on the 49ers Rush Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.